0: You are now tuned into Episode number four of our Two Cents podcast. I am one half of the hosting that is known as Dergo BJ. You can definitely find and follow me at Dergo BJ on all social media, and I'm sitting here with my beautiful co-host,
1: Mona Lisa. That's M O H N A L Y S S A A.
0: And this is episode number four of the Hour Two Cents podcast if you could have been fortunate enough to be in this room with us right now we exhaled about four times <laughs> <laughs> because this shit has been a job this has been the most what can we say about it this has been like overwhelming but exciting it's been
1: doing a podcast is beyond just sitting behind a mic and talking
0: It really is.
1: And I don't know how many people who don't do podcasting realize how much work actually goes into it.
0: I think when I first got into it, it wasn't that overwhelming because the focus wasn't on me. You know, it was more or less, you know, just kind of sitting in the background of, you know, two to three other people who had already established themselves, but now that if it's like, if it fall or fuck up, it's on you. If
1: You can't blame nobody. It's nobody Put yourself. to look to, yeah. but
0: the two of you. So, mm-hmm. it's been, like, crazy. And this is really out of our personal element. But I'm glad to see, like, the growth that we're actually striving for in mm-hmm. the process of. Because, like, I know for you, I can look at you and tell and it's like, damn, I really don't have anything to say. And you can look at me the same way and be <laughs> like, this nigga really ain't got nothing to say about this. But, you know, it's still, like, just fighting to have content and have something to add to, you know, the conversation. I
1: think my struggle tend to be sometimes, what do people really care about me? I mean, not want to say the wrong thing? Like, she oversharing? Well, you
0: know, I think you can't, like, you can't be too politically correct.
1: I'm not worried about that.
0: That type of shit is just like, I mean, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But the thing is, it's like listening back to yourself
1: yeah,
0: and realizing like, that was some stupid ass shit I just said. Or I could have said it better because Mm -hmm. like you're in the moment and a lot of times we just can't go back and record everything that we said over.
1: But you know, just... I think that the biggest thing for me with this is learning to just enjoy the process. Right. Um, not worrying so much about being perfect because as you go on, it's going to get better and things are going to naturally just flow how it's supposed to. But um, more than anything, I'm just enjoying the process and learning how to be more open and you know, expressive. Right. Then,
0: mm-hmm. I think um, when I first started this process with you, the noticeable difference is I think too much with you versus doing it with anybody else because I try to make sure that I don't go too deep into our personal conversations. Like, we'll have something that touches too close to something personal that we've talked about and I just mm-hmm. might slip and say some shit and then it throws the whole conversation I'm on. not
1: worried about it. I mean, I don't really have anything left. But- I don't really think you could share anything too
0: personal. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah, that might I mean, be well,
1: what Yeah, it might be. Cause I'm not really concerned about you saying the wrong thing.
0: Cause it's, well, I mean, yeah, because we sitting up here, like, we actually record it and we can cut it out ourselves. Right. But it's just that thought. <laughs>
1: but right. don't worry about that. I mean, if it, if it comes out, it comes out. And then if it's something that I just really don't want there, then I'll be like, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It will just do over. It's really not that serious. <laughs> right.
0: But um before we get into the conversation, like what's been going on with you as far as like your personal life?
1: Uh personal nothing too much. Just working all week. I'm really tired of my job. I am super bored. Okay. Right. You know, like I work in customer service, call center. Right. And it's just very, and I've been doing it for like, what, seven years now? And I'm just over it and the money ain't matching up. And I'm just like, yeah, I need new options for myself. And you know, I've been so trying to build up these other projects and things that I've been working on that I'm actually working on it while I'm sitting at my desk. And I caught myself like twice on Friday. I almost answered the phone like, thanks for calling. This is Mona Lisa Oh. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> I had—I really caught myself like a couple times doing that. And I don't know. My brain is just preoccupied with all this other stuff. But I've been trying to look for a new job. Um, I've been working on... I've decided I think I want to go back to school and get a second degree. Okay. For the longest, I told myself that that was something that I just don't want to incur any more debt I don't see myself getting another degree that I probably won't use mm-hmm. and is the debt even worth it but I really do you know with the degree that I ended up getting when I went to school the first time that pretty much I did just to be practical you know find something practical that I can make money but it never excited me Right. And then I tried to find other jobs, and I could never find anything that connected or fit with what I wanted. So that made finding a job even harder. So now I'm in a point where, what do I do? Right. But my experience doesn't really match up with what I really want to do completely. So I'm just, I'm not really sure. I felt stuck. But I think that if I go back to school, then that will help um, bring everything together you know okay. um, so I'm thinking about going back into like a media arts, communication journalism type thing right um, right yeah and besides that like I said just working on I do have a brand House of Red Lipstick um, it's a Facebook page Instagram and Twitter page for it um, on Instagram it's House H-O-U-S of Red Lipstick on Instagram it's House of Red H a u s red and facebook is just house of red lipstick h-a-u-s of red lipstick so i'm trying to build that up get women together who can share their stories with through video um, um screenwriting just a bunch of different projects photography all of that And getting the website up. So I'm working on getting the website up right now. And then We Are Black Pearls is just a celebration of being black and trying to highlight positive images of um, people of color. Right. More importantly, you know, well, more so black people. But that's pretty much all I've been doing all week. What about you?
0: Well, um, the work week has been terrible because of the fact that, um, it's not affording me the opportunities to be creative. Mm. Um, I just I just fought through the process to even release the first episode of Change the Subject, which um, has really been getting some very, very good reviews as far as the conversation. I and like that show. I appreciate it. It was really, it. really good. It was always. just, we kind of felt like, um, based on talking to the guys, that that wasn't a conversation for the event. Mm-hmm. that we attended because like the Vegas event was just like all over the place. It was mm-hmm. just fun and rioting and, you know, everybody just having a ball. So um, it had to be about maybe 20 people in the room while we were doing it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, distractions and stuff like that going yeah. on. But um, the audio before mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it cleaned up was terrible. So I'm like, well, damn, am I, am I going to even be able to release it? So um, well, you
1: did good.
0: You did really yeah, appreciate it because I was like terrified because all of the noise reductions and, you know, cutting and, you know, changing frequencies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to like literally learn how to do this stuff while the editing was even going on. So I was like overwhelmed with that. And then my job wasn't affording me the time to. Like really focus on it. Because you're getting off at 8.30. Trying to cram editing in for two hours a day. Right. And I didn't really get to really sit down and edit until Wednesday. And then the show comes out on Friday. So that was overwhelming. Um, School did come up in my personal agenda too. um, Knowing that what I really want to do is not something easy. But they do have avenues where you can go online and you know see different things but mm-hmm. it's not as detailed as you would need it to so I've yeah. been contemplating on going back to school too same feelings about having that unnecessary debt but then you know you gotta think like why be unnecessarily stuck Right. And you know what you doing on a day to day so I've been doing that um, I'm going to start doing things for our show personally and then the other shows where we turn these things into businesses so mm-hmm. i'm looking into turning the shows into llc's and then doing oh, yeah. like yeah. different things you know to represent ourselves on a bigger platform and our respected community so it's been a lot of like development going on but you have to first work on self mm-hmm. um health has been like a focal point you know a lot of people are coming out saying I got diabetes I got this I got that and these are all people close to me you know mm-hmm. so I got it too yeah <laughs> so it's definitely time to you know increase the wealth of your health so yeah. um just changing the eating habits over time like the past two days of just eating right has helped me to sleep better you know, just two, three days. It's so
1: crazy because I know what my body needs and how it functions properly, mm-hmm. and because I always go through these spurts of where I'm super focused and I'm on point, and I know my body can't handle like red meats too much, right, and right. if I have a predominantly um, plant-based diet then I'm good. You know, I have a very weak system and I suffer from, I get nausea really bad. And it's been that way since I was a child. Right. But it's when I actually followed this plant-based diet, you know, eating mostly fruits and vegetables and cutting way back on, you know, the, um, processed foods and right. the, the sugar and the junk then you know my body feels much better you have more energy right. you sleep better absolutely but then for whatever reason i fall off i don't know because it's I managing to, time in the day well that's you know? true too yeah yeah because so. by the
0: time i get off it's like nine o'clock and the easiest thing for you know me to do is to go get something processed mm-hmm. like and no matter where you get it from like you can tell yourself like mentally I used to tell myself instead of going to a fast food burger joint mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to like a tropical smoothie cafe
1: yeah or I can
0: and um even though it's a healthier alternative and some of those smoothies, is still it's still had, had a, a, lot of, sugar. Uh, a lot of sugar. What
1: was it? It was something I was looking at online. I don't know if it was Tropical Smoothie Cafe or somewhere, but they was like, be careful because on those menus, it might have been there, where they said that um, the menu in the building might say lemons. They do have lemon. But then when they went on the website, it said um, lemon. What was it? Lemon? Lemonade? They was putting lemonade instead of actual lemon juice, you know, like in the smoothies. So you have to be very careful. And that's why that, you know, they add extra sugars that you probably are trying to avoid. And I have to particularly be careful with that, too, because I was just diagnosed with diabetes a couple of years ago. And so ever since I've been trying to be very mindful of, you know, my intake of certain foods and whatnot.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just that time in your life where, you know, things the adulting really has to be taken serious, you know, and that's pretty much where I am right now. These are issues I've never paid any attention to, you know. I've never really had to every time I you know, had to go take a physical. I mean, I never really feared the doctor because my physicals have have to be regular in order for me to drive. So, I never really feared the doctor, but Now that I have to go for designated reasons, it's like, oh my God, am I getting old? You know, (laughs) so, you know, just making sure that you be on point, you know, with your health and, you know, still trying to focus on the creative goals that we have because this whole process has really been exciting. You know, the building of new relationships and people, you know, telling you that, Oh, you guys are doing a great job of, like, changing the conversations that, Mm -hmm. you know, I hear from day-to-day from my favorites. Like, you know, I get to hear something completely different. That's good. So, um, I really appreciate that. But today, I kind of wanted to bring a conversation to the table that, over time, started to make more sense. Like, um... We had always talked about doing something where we would like kind of help instruct our gender to pay more attention to the opposite sex, like the things that people care about um, physically in a relationship. And it never really seemed to be an opportune time because the only time these things were happening, it would be in like pop culture. And we kind of don't like. You know, to talk too much about that because then that'll put us back in the category with all of the people that we associate with. But um, what's interesting about it is I was thinking about when I was in school Mm -hmm. and the teacher, of course, gave the instructions, but we never really focused on the principal much like the person who kind of oversees the education oversees the curriculum of -hmm. some sort um for people who have to learn and i think we need to take that same position in our personal lives when it comes to the people that we have to be in these relationships with um pleasure principle to me which initially when we had the conversation it was more or less like laying down the principles of how we would feel Mm -hmm. we would want to be treated but actually taking the responsibilities of it pleasure principle the the person in charge of it the person responsible for administering Mm -hmm. the responsibilities is more so the conversation i wanted us to have today um One of the things that has been going on today is this Drake and Pusha T-Beef. Which, I'm enjoying the shit. (laughs) I like the slander. I like the below the belt shit. I I know, like...
1: For entertainment purposes, of course.
0: Right. I'm loving it. I I like to see Drake with his back against the wall. Mm -hmm. I'm liking this whole process. Like, he's so used to you know, finessing shit with mm-hmm. the leverage he has with women, and pushes like no man But
1: you feel like he can't finesse
0: this. He can't of his finesse out this shit. Like this nigga is like touching the core of your reputation. He's touching the the absolute part of any person who like wants to be considered a legend. He's like your credibility is on the line. Right. And the one thing that was the most interesting about the beef is that shit didn't get real until they start talking about the women you hmm. know like fuck the fact that he dissing your boss he calling mm-hmm. you one of the, the weakest niggas out here you don't write your raps and Drake's thing is like well nigga fuck you I'm the top nigga out here and I'm gonna let it ring on you like a bitch or whatever like the subtle way of saying it so mm-hmm. now that he done drop your girl name it's personal Right. And so now, in order to hit him back, you go to his woman. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. Like, why is it? Why is it that in order for any guy to get a guy to show his discomfort or his insecurity, it always that's nothing
1: new though, right? What's the? But I mean, but why? When you hit him below the belt, I guess in this type of thing is is whatever, right? So your whole point is to attack this person. This is not new in this realm because didn't 50 Cent and Rick Ross do this?
0: Yeah, same shit. (laughs) It's always women. But, the significance to this particular situation is Drake is rumored to have this baby with a porn star. Which, I mean, now that more detail has come out, um, it has been said that she's not exactly a porn star. But just for the Don't you remember hearing about this? Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden things got quiet. They got
0: quiet. And then you you like forgot about it. Yeah. But ultimately like what I'm getting at to tie in the principle to the conversation is in most cases, men always say you want a lady in the street, but the freak in the bed. Mm -hmm. So if in fact she's the porn star, she is the supreme Mm -hmm. freak. This is what every man considers himself to want, ideally without the stain of her reputation. What exactly is wrong with a man going after what ultimately makes him happy as a man? Why is that like a low blow? And then why does the woman have to suffer Mm -hmm. based on the decisions that we promote in records? Like they promoting that, okay, we slutting y'all out, we doing Mm -hmm. this, but once in fact your peer chooses it, it's like, oh, she a hoe and she filthy. But that's what you want.
1: I don't know his reasons for hiding her, concealing her.
0: I mean, she's (laughs) she's not like credible to the industry. But you like her.
1: So why should it matter now? That's what I'm saying. I don't know his reasons. Like, is it because you just want your personal life out of
0: yeah, you want your reputation spotless. You know. That's
1: unrealistic.
0: I personally didn't had a hoe. But <laughs> I didn't find out she was a hoe until other hoes towed on her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like and it was nothing I could do at that point. I had already kissed in the mouth, so the Is he
1: with this woman or did they just have a baby together? He might have been with
0: her, you know, he drank. He can have typically Whatever she but wanted. why does
1: it matter? Why do people care so much about?
0: I cared, and that's because. But that's you,
1: because you in that.
0: I'm thinking,
1: but you didn't go in it knowing she was that way.
0: No, the way that I was exposed to it was, I'm at work, and I was working midnights at this time, mm-hmm. and she was off work, and she was doing the wholesome woman's responsibility of making sure i had lunch for so she came up to the job and she bought me some chinese food mm-hmm. right so i was appreciative because you know at well for us in detroit it's only so long that your chinese food restaurant keeps its reputation once <laughs> the kids take over the shit is trash so um she had bought me some chinese food from this spot That was really good. That still had the parents in the kitchen. (laughs) So she bought me the food. And the crazy shit that happened was. I was like really appreciative. I'm like thank you. And I'm giving her the hug and the kiss. Good night. Alright I'm about to go in here and get to the work. I'll talk to you in a minute. And I didn't notice that it was these group of girls on the side. Watching us. Like, have this exchange. Mm -hmm. So, I go back in. I think I was stocking or some shit at the time. So, I'm, like, stocking the shelves. And the girls is, like, walking past the aisles. And they, like, giggling at me. Mm -hmm. I ain't paying them no mind. So, the girls come down my aisle. And as they walk past me, they, like, you need to watch these hoes. They try. So, I'm, like, okay. Y'all got to be, like, every bit... Maybe twenty three, twenty four years old at the time. I gotta be like twenty nine, almost thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm like y'all ain't telling me shit. I don't know. And the girl say, "No, yo bitch, you need to watch your bitch, right?" And I'm like, "Damn, like you know me." And so she goes into the story about how she know my girl this and that, and it put me in an uncomfortable position because I'm sitting here thinking about what she just done for me, like this wholesome. You know, the more like catering to like the housewife character, mm-hmm. making sure your man is good. But then the story that these chicks told me in detail, it was like some smut shit. So I'm like, well, damn, what do I do? And then even as a man, I was still wrong because you don't take the word of some random right over your girl. But this is just the immaturity of a man and being intertwined with so many misogynistic beliefs and ideals. I couldn't process all of that at one time.
1: This kind of sucks because what if she's changed from that?
0: Exactly.
1: And so she can't even get a fair opportunity you know. Right. Right. Because of this image and I think that's kind of fucked up.
0: And my thing was it was still like even though this happened I still can't leave her. Like, I can't right. leave her. I gotta live with the thought of, like, my ego getting touched because some dude has this story to tell mm-hmm. about my girl. And it makes me uncomfortable because as a misogynistic male at this time, she ain't even done this shit for me.
1: The only reason this shit is affecting... Well, yeah. Listen. Well, <laughs> we go- <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... If you don't stand in your truth, that's the only way it
0: can be used against you. Right, And the
1: only reason Pusha T was able to use this against Drake is because he's not standing in his truth.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Regardless, if you like, okay, yeah, I got a kid. Yeah, this this is, you know, my child's mother or we dated once or we date now, whatever the case may be. You concealing it and you hiding it like it's a problem and you're ashamed of it. you know what I'm saying and it's not coming off in the name of well this is just my privacy because yeah you're just like concealing so
0: so when you have these accounts is it necessary for you to which I know the answer to this but I'm just asking for the sake of dialogue for the listener is it appropriate to say I have a past yes
1: everybody does
0: Right. But, everybody
1: has, listen, nobody is perfect. Um, everybody has done some trifling shit or some fucked up shit right. in their life at some point in time. So standing on your truth. I mean.
0: Right. Which, I, you know, like I said, I still, like, even with my situation, I just admitted to like being immature, but that's something that I think that affects a lot of guys is that like we ask for things that we really don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. or we really don't want to accept Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know from it sound good but it sound mm -hmm. good until she was in a room with five dudes Mm -hmm. not saying that this is my situation with the lady I was formerly with Mm -hmm. but imagine if the experience that she got with other niggas is the reason why she's fucking you right you know what I'm saying like you don't want to deal with that entirely. but how
1: is that any different from the average woman who working a nine-to-five who not a porn star a stripper who has had sexual experiences with other men previously right I mean the practice make perfect exactly. <laughs> I mean I'm saying so <laughs> not necessarily you know having threesomes and and Orgies and gangbangs out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? To get to experience it, to be a freak, and to be able to, you know, learn how to fuck your nigga right. But the only way you gonna, you gonna learn is yeah, and, right. unless this her first time. You gotta know that she didn't be with somebody in the past. So, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. So that like that that whole idea of like being the principles of your own pleasure, you have to like kind of know. Going in like it's gonna be somebody else that's gonna that's gonna it's gonna always be a first. Mm-hmm. Being the first to like actually have sex with a person doesn't really mean as much, but it's always been a focal point for me. Like all dudes that I know, like when you finally met that girl mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to be the first. Like, I just want to be her first to. Why? But why? Right. Like, what is that going to be? The first to fuck her up. (laughs) Yeah. The first
1: just to say you the first. Like, it It don't make any sense. It don't
0: mean nothing. Right. It ain't going
1: to even really be enjoyable because if it's her first time.
0: Y'all making mistakes with each other, and, you know, it's like intermissions every couple of seconds because you really don't know what you're doing. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I remember being a dude, you know, and I know women that have told me, like, you know, when a certain guy finds out that he's not the first to get it or he was the the third instead of the first, you don't get to, you know, set those standards. It affects your ego as a man.
1: I think it has more to do with, what is it, something about you never forget your first or thinking that you yeah. did get this woman to... be stuck on you so it's a solidified position more or less than an
0: actual opportunity Mm -hmm. I get that but um, just thinking about like how we were saying you know this is ultimately the woman that is desired in a relationship like where does where do we draw the line with the experience like do you is this something that certain people do that is, like, absolutely unacceptable. Like, when you get in a relationship and you dating a guy and y'all have the first experience and it's enjoyable, but then when it's time to explore things, it's like, is there, like, a, oh, hell no, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you look at a nigga different when he asks for something in particular?
1: Um, I've never had that, but, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't (laughs) (laughs) wanna your face though
0: (laughs) this nigga time travel No. I
1: ain't never had nothing like that that just turned me off but um yeah I've never had any experience where anything any man has asked me has been just outrageous but um, a lot of, you know right now, a lot of guys talking what what's this conversations they're having about butt play and niggas getting, okay, don't ask me to do that shit. Ugh. I'm not going nowhere near no man's <laughs> asshole. I'm sorry. Okay? That's just a little...
0: Hey, this shit's like for better or for worse.
1: <laughs> I'm single. What
0: the fuck? <laughs> I ain't with that shit either though. Um, Tweets his own. You know. It's not. I mean, it's not the most welcoming thoughts to me. But I am happy that men are being honest about mm-hmm. it because that's that freaky shit that niggas like in their actual pleasure principle. That they not. I mean, some things are just too. Like I don't, I
1: don't know. I just gotta. Yeah.
0: I just can't see no dude like, you know, in the the throw it back position. Imagine, like,
1: the most. I don't know. I like, the most manliest <laughs> man ever. And he took it up on his. I, I don't know. I'm
0: good. Hey, man. I remember, like, in the, you know, sneaking to watch porn days, like, I used to think that, like, Pumper was the weirdest <laughs> because he used to like literally put his legs up and let them get underneath and I used to be like what kind of nigga is this but this is men and their actual pleasure principles in real life like they want this who don't type give of
1: a shit. fuck he going to get it How ain't going to get it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get mine <laughs> but then you got like other instances like for instance Tia Marie who hasn't been making the best choices you know as far as like her career goes mm-hmm. but obviously the one thing that she was doing right was she was being a supreme freak but it's Akbar nigga and he, he's a it, bitch yeah that was some whole ass shit you know of course you might not like that she moving on to fucking somebody else or whatever the case was but obviously the reputation or the memories that you created with her just weren't enough you had to
1: humiliator. That was really wrong because I can't see anybody doing anything bad enough to where you would want to destroy them like that. Yeah. And I don't think that that's right and the fact that um, him, 50 Cent, whoever else, people just actually you know laughing and enjoying this is, is horrid to me. Right. You know right. it's like where is your thought process everything can't be funny right. and this is not funny Right. because it's almost like you know Who are you? Right. You know? And and it's almost like you can't trust people anymore because when you split ways, you don't see eye to eye. Why can't you just go separately? You know? So now it makes me fearful and probably I'm sure other women fearful of even wanting to do certain things like when people want to, you know, do their freaky shit, want to make their sex videos and photography and all of that, now you're going to have women uncomfortable because there might be those men out there who like that, but then they, you know, really are genuine about keeping it private. But she can't trust in that Right, right. because now she got to be fearful. Well, what if things don't work out between us or you get mad at me one day, then are you going to use this against me right, to humiliate right. me? And I don't think that's fair.
0: But I got a question. though. What? Now, we can both agree that, you know, that was some bitch shit my man did. Mm-hmm. But my question to women is, what is the standard for the new picture or video you allow a person to have because and the reason i'm asking this is not to like defend what he done Mm -hmm. but to bring forth the conversation for women to think about because what would be the reason a man will want a picture in his phone of you with the milk mustache like what would be the reason for him to want that in his phone. To Niggas keep. just
1: freaks. I don't know. Okay. They just, and I guess when you interact and you with somebody, then it's like, hey, whatever your pleasure is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you married or you in a committed relationship with somebody, then, you know, even when you dating, let's say you with your girl, are there certain things that she may like that you don't quite understand, but you willing yeah. to give it to her because right. it's pleasurable. Right. People have different fetishes. People is just freaky to the tenth dimension <laughs> out here, right? And I don't think that when you and act, you thinking that far about, right? You know, like, well, but now you, should. but you like, well, damn, snig on some freaky shit. But okay, you know, but
0: you should because in this particular case where he's making you believe. Mm-hmm. That this is just the type of freaky nigga that I am. Mm. It's also, you know, some shit in the back that I can go back to mm. just in case you fuck me over or do something I don't like.
1: But see, I, when it comes to giving nudes and all of that, um, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of different because they were actually together. You know what I'm saying? And when you with somebody, I would think when you actually with somebody, that you trust this person. Right. To not do that because I don't give, I don't do those things for everybody. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. It, it's almost like, you know, to ask for, oh, I don't do that. Right, right. We ain't together. I don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but when I'm with you, I'm with you because I trust you. And because I trust you, I trust that.
0: You got, like, you got to be petty. Like, you got to be petty yeah. now because my thing would be, like, first of all, how one to six months, my face is not in this motherfucker. <laughs> right. You know, like, right. you gotta be that petty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, and if it's not, like, a tattoo that identifies you, mm-hmm. then, okay. Well,
1: everybody, especially when you are in that type of industry, you really have to be careful. Right, right. That's another thing. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate, but, you know, I think that when you are in a position where you are well-known, and things can get out, and people have connections. Mm-hmm. You need to be a lot more mindful right. about doing these things versus the adri- average, you know, Joe yeah. Schmo, you know, person. Because it was
0: fucked up to me because it seemed like it seemed like this was a guy that she was dealing with um in the process of going through all of the TV mm-hmm. shit that she was doing. She's been with, you know, Ray J and. The other Puerto Rican dude I don't remember the nigga but I just caught whoever he was based on reading like the headlines Mm -hmm. so I'm assuming that in between all of this taping Mm -hmm. she had like a for real relationship with somebody even when as far as tatting a man's name on her body which should be enough for me personally like if you the dude that was able to get the name tatted like I don't feel like the milk stash how
1: long was they together
0: who knows? See, I don't even
1: know all of that, but you right. can tell she's like genuinely
0: humiliated. Right. And then she goes on to, you know, still have those those same feelings and and yeah. desires as a woman, but now she's frowned upon by every dude that you know potentially could come forth.
1: I feel for her in a sense because this ain't the first time people have tried to humiliate her in a way. What was this? Um, Oh, she had like a seven, few years back. Once, well one wasn't even a few years; it wasn't too long
0: or something. It was like an ass shot was leaking or something. Yeah,
1: and, and then I think it was.
0: Then she had like some, uh, she had like some pills or something for a yeast infection or something. Somebody
1: said something like that, and then I said, "Well, that's really stupid because women get yeast infections like all, the all the goddamn time. Right. Hell, the wind blow the wrong way and you can get one. Right? So it's just like, why are you?" coming at her like that but that's just me that's just you know did that even come from a man or was a woman who said that? I mean well I think it was a woman who who was trying to yeah. embarrass her with that shit it was Ray and it's J girl like,
0: it was Ray J girl yeah
1: like come on yeah. now that's not even funny you know?
0: but yeah like so how does like how do how does a person like Tierra Marie move forward in like asserting herself sexually You know, now that she's been humiliated to this capacity, like does she have, does she have to just own it and just accept that wherever she goes, she's going to be known for this or she's going to be treated a certain type of way? Or like, is it up to men to reestablish her comfort? Like, how does she go forward after some shit like this? I don't really know,
1: but I mean... Now that it's out there, she just got to get to a certain space where it's just like, you know, fuck it, it is what it is. It's out there. Wait on the shit to die down and then just go about her life. She needs to be more mindful about who she's around and who she's doing these things with. And it's probably going to stop her from even wanting to, you mm-hmm. know, be recorded and all of that. Um, but it's it's just unfortunate. And I think that that's very. I don't know why men come women like that.
0: There's whole shit to me. Like, it's whole shit. I never, like, I've never been the type of dude, one, to even be jealous of another guy. Mm-hmm. Like, um...
1: And then be the same ones to speak some respect respect the black woman, you know, right. love your queens type of, you know, shit, but then you out here treating one that way because you don't respect her in that way. And that's not fair. So what does a woman have to be in order to garner your respect?
0: And you know, I don't think that men will ultimately ever have the answer to that question because we we don't recognize our issues well, we no, let's go back. I don't think that we understand the issues that have indirectly affected us. Like, the issues with certain men not really having understanding or closure to why their parents didn't make it. Like, that affects the way that men go about, you know, in life as adults. Because if you've always been a guy who's seen your daddy with hoes, you know, or figuratively what you perceive them to be as hoes, then naturally that's who you're drawn to because you're mimicking everything that you've seen, the person you looked up to doing. But if you never had that conversation with your dad and say, well, why you and mom ain't work?" But then too, you have to understand too that like having the conversation with them both will probably still not give you the answers because all they're going to give you is their account mm-hmm. of what happened. You know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of difficult to actually know how to treat people better
1: to an extent i'll accept that only because in this life i'm sure you've encountered more examples and images right that show you another side than that yeah and right. you choose to go the other route right. so you can't keep using it at 35, 40 years old well, my daddy wasn't in my life and all I saw was this and this and this around me. When I'm sure there have been those other examples yeah. present as well. Yeah. You just chose to lock in on this one particular aspect. Yeah, and we don't
0: focus on provisions too, because like where what I didn't see in my grand like in my father, I saw my grandparents. And Fortunately for me, I spent more time with my great grandparents than I did my father. Mm-hmm. You know, and the irony of even talking about this is I seen him last night, and um, we got on a conversation. Uh, we got on a conversation about um, why the order of God is so important, and um, what he said to me was the order of God should be God, man, the mother, and then the child. But because he wasn't firm. In the intersection between God and my mother, that made me step in his place. Say what? Now, like... Repeat that. When he was talking to me, he said that the order of God, this is him Mm -hmm. in his, you know, Mm -hmm. interpretation. The order of God is God, Mm -hmm. the man, Mm -hmm. the woman, Mm -hmm. and then the child. Right. Because he wasn't firm in that position where he interceded between God and the woman. That made me the child step into hmm. his position, okay. where now I don't focus on getting the type of needs that a child would actually have to in order to be a child. Got like you. you don't get to, you know, go to school and go through the growing pains of dealing with mm-hmm. a girlfriend. You're more so taking responsibility because your mother needs you.
1: Right.
0: This is how these relationships where the mama don't like the fact that you got a girlfriend because it's taking attention off of what she needs you to do mm-hmm. um, then he went as far as to say like um, me having to step up and defend her is all ultimately why I'm super sensitive to all of the women around me whereas I need to know when to say look I have needs too and this is how men condition themselves to kind of numb themselves to their own feelings because now you got an auntie who don't have a man. You got a cousin that you older than. That's a girl that you got to protect. Like men are always taught you got to protect the people around you. Mm-hmm. So if your, my cousin is two years younger than me, I got to make sure she get home. I got to hold her hand across the street. I'm caring for all of these people at once and not really focusing on... Me. So when you finally become a man Mm. and you have those lustful urges at this point, you've gone through puberty, you've gone through all these steps and you never had anybody to pay attention to the transitions that you're making as a man. You freestyling at this point. Mm. You done done all that that you felt like you can do as a man for everybody around you. Mm. Now you just want what you want. I just want some pussy at this point. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, because you done gave emotionally to your mom, your aunt, your cousin, your grandma, you holding doors open for every woman that don't appreciate it. And I'm not it.
1: even mad at that, but it's also on how you go about getting that too.
0: Yeah, it is. Because it is. if
1: you upfront front and you, there's women out here who just want the dick and they don't want nothing attached to it. Right. So, I mean, I think that if a lot more guys were actually up front in that way, as opposed to trying to paint a picture, that's totally separate from what you really want then I think you'd be surprised how much further you can get if you just but if you approach a woman who you desire and she's like nah I'm straight on that you know um, you have to respect that Yeah, you You know, know don't deceive her Right. In order to get it, cause this person you just know you want, and you gonna get by any means necessary. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Then that's how people end up feeling fucked over. And fucked then over. you gotta
0: deal with like people who get into these situations where they go about their pleasures and they're selfish with the other person. Like mm-hmm. you know we somehow brought up Khaled, where Khaled you know comes up months after he says this. But, um, he put it out there that, like, he don't go down on his wife. Your wife. Right, like... Your wife. And coming from, you know, a teddy bear myself, like, I just... I personally think about your big burly ass, like... Snacking on everything else. And not your wife. On top of the fact that you got all this weight on her fucking abdomen and (laughs) shit, like... You doing all this shit to this woman to make sure that you go about getting everything that you want sexually, but you leave her hanging like that. Even if she didn't like it, I'm still eating her out. Like, period. Because I just feel like it's not for you. Like, it's not for the woman. It's for you, my nigga. Like, you gotta... What's
1: sex without foreplay?
0: I don't know. I really don't know. Because I feel like I do everything. So I can't tell you what part of it is foreplay and what part of it is I the mean actual? I know
1: everybody's already talked about this and everybody pretty much feel the same way but it's just like it's just amazing to me how chauvinistic his viewpoint is because he expects her to do all these things and to make sure he gets his but he will not give nah, it to her it's not cool. and I just think that regardless of whether she's okay with it or not it's not okay Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you actually have this mindset. Because I pay the bills, I do this. You got that. You got this lifestyle. Deal with it.
0: And I don't. I don't even really think that. I think that she was smart enough to know. Like, don't respond to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm pretty sure, if she is the woman that I saw in that video where she was working out and he on the side trying to coach her, like he ain't bigger than her. Mm-hmm. And she like, look, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure if in fact it was something that she wanted and he wasn't giving it, I can almost guarantee she gonna say something and be like, look, you know, but the problem that I'm having with the whole situation is the fact that expectations before sex Mm -hmm. never really gets the conversation versus, okay, I'm gonna give it to you. We gonna do it. And then later we talk about it. Like, sometimes later is too late. Mm-hmm. I need to t- I need to find out from you. So, what do you expect when we get to it? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you... Because it might be some shit that I don't like to do. You know, for certain women who, you know... It's, it's a lot of shit I've heard that I be like... I
1: know that there are... I've heard of men who don't do that with every woman. And they don't do that, you know, um, until they actually find somebody that they are comfortable enough with to want to do that but that needs to be expressed as opposed to just not doing it it's like no i'm just not doing it like how are you over the age of 30 how are you over the age of 25 and still getting some and you not
0: doing that yeah you're right but you expecting it you're right but my question is if you go into the pre-conversation before you two know that okay we at this point where it's time to fuck y'all had this conversation and he say i don't eat do you still give it to him
1: um i got something i gotta do so um you have a good night okay call, call me and let me make sure you made it home okay
0: but you just said, like, it may be some shit that, like, a nigga has to warm himself up to do, so... That's
1: on her if she's willing to stick around and wait for that. But she
0: Right don't yeah, have right. to,
1: you know what I'm saying? Because if you know that you have a certain sexual energy and something that you are expecting and wanting, I wouldn't feel comfortable... Exploring and doing all of these things to you sexually just for you to say, oh, I ain't doing X, Y, and Z, but you need to. No, that's not a a, a well-rounded sexual experience. You want to make sure you get yours, but you're not going to make sure I get mine. Right. And I think it's very selfish for people who have sex and they are only focused on their pleasure. Right, right. Sex is pleasurable when you try to please that That other other person. person. That's when shit gets real
0: good. I remember, like, when, like, growing up, and porn be fucking shit up for people, <laughs> like, really do, because, again, like, kind of like talking about how if I could be in Tierra's position, I probably wouldn't have let this nigga take a picture of me with the cum on my face, because that used to be, like, a, a leverage point. with certain young niggas like you know if she lets you come in her mouth or she swallow it whatever that mean like that's your like bottom bitch or some shit like you think stupid shit like that when really it's just like less mess my nigga like we
1: do married men do this with their wives
0: i know niggas that do that
1: or do you think that this is something that a man only feels comfortable doing when he's not as emotionally attached to this woman
0: I know a lot See, of I don't niggas. know. Okay, I know a lot of niggas that will tell you, like, "Oh man, she a cum guzzler," and shit, like, and they saying about their wife, yeah, and they saying this to like degrade them, like you not to degrade their
1: wife,
0: yeah, because if you if you say this, like, what's the point of saying some shit like that when you think about it, like, what's the point of telling me that your wife drinks your cum? It's almost like Shouldn't she? If she with you?
1: Why are you sharing shit about your wife like that?
0: Niggas gon' nick. You feel me? Like this is this is still trying to be a part I of I what this
1: nigga dumb is getting out of hand. <laughs> hmm.
0: But I know niggas that will tell you, like, you know, my wife did this, or my wife let me bring another chick in the bedroom and mm-hmm. like they'll they'll still talk like mm-hmm. single men. And It's selfishness. Like, it's like pure selfishness. So, imagine being a nigga that was already selfish before you got rich and now you Catholic. And, I mean, even though you ain't the most pleasurable nigga, but you still getting love and you getting the attention. And here's this woman who accepts you for you, but you still haven't accepted yourself yet. Like, I think that that's the disconnection in the conversation that we not addressing because Khaled is not that nigga where he's like, you know, America's eligible bachelor or nothing like that. He's just a regular nigga that got a little bit of paper and he still ain't, like, he's still not the the big nigga that the chicks is desiring either. Like, I remember, like, seeing, like, how chicks would be like, Rick Ross is that nigga for them.
1: Man, yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I love this
1: on Rick Ross.
0: But I'm saying he still ain't even the fat boy that get the
1: Rick little. Ross got a little got a certain type of swag to him now. You know, a certain little sexual appeal.
0: Hey, you can have that shit, my nigga. <laughs> but- <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, like, yeah, I agree with you. Callum ain't got none of that shit. Right. R- Rick Ross on the head,
0: he got a little I don't know, it's just a different type of energy he brings, but but he still like he still lacks all of the fat attraction. You feel me? So it's like, how are you even there? is like that. He that cool nigga who be around that friend zone nigga, that, you know. That you just you know yeah you cool. let eat your coochie out of desperation or some shit like he know, don't do
1: that. And...
0: Oh, touche my nigga. <laughs> touche. <laughs> Damn. Well, a conversation is always necessary. Like whatever we gonna do. We gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure it's. I mean, it's a lot of shit I'm not doing. However long we gonna talk or however long we gonna kick it, we gonna have that conversation. What's off limits to you? Mm-hmm. What like what do you like? What you don't like? Because I don't want to get to the point of liking you, and you tell me. Oh no! I'm but trying. see,
1: here's the thing too. You don't want to focus so much on getting everything up front in conversation because as the relationship grows, everything not for everybody. Right. And as you grow, you might be surprised what you're willing to try and do with that person that you were not willing to do with the previous that you've been with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to kind of explore i mean you can have conversation initial conversation up front to say what makes you comfortable at this point and what doesn't but then as the relationship progresses you might be surprised at yeah. you know what y'all end up doing and exploring
0: so like sneak the thumb in the butt Nigga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck
0: <laughs> don't just go straight in with the middle finger you know oh Um. boy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like um, I used to be a person that like look if you ain't doing this right then and right there like we can't fuck around but then you gotta understand too that everybody hasn't been exposed to the things that you probably were a little bit too early to experience too right so you know taking control of your pleasure principles by being the principle of your pleasure like always making sure that you go about your feelings the correct way administering the curriculum which sometimes mean you gotta teach a person you know how to pleasure you the right way like if foreplay is your thing you gotta insist upon that and I ain't really I never really was that dude until I started having like serious relationships where they do little shit to you that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got to teach a person what that is yeah. because niggas that's single that just fuck around just to fuck around, they getting straight to it. Like soon as they fucking shoes get kicked off, you know, it's like right then and there straight to it. So you got to kind of like teach those things to people so that they can't understand the level of enjoyment that you desire from. But what if some are just
1: unteachable?
0: That is a that is a true thing too.
1: Like to even try to tell them they're on a the defense and
0: like telling a man that he not eating it right.
1: Or that you just not doing none of this shit. Let me let me show you because true enough also what the next woman may have liked, it may be a total different, right. you know, experience with this person. So mm-hmm. how she liked it may not be how this person like it so you have to tailor that to right. the person that you're with mm-hmm. and if she needs to guide you on how to do that then you have to be receptive of that and it's not to make you feel bad but it's to I know what I like
0: right and so we can't we can't attach our egos right that yeah well man shit I mean talk motherfucker. Like, just talk. Like, that's the, that's kind of the point of, you know, the whole conversation for real is that communicating what you're going to accept. Definitely let a nigga know, you know, what you expect in the act. Definitely let a nigga know why he can't have a picture. I feel like shit. Don't let no nigga have no picture of you with, you know, with no eyeball for the cum. Like, is to me, and you may disagree with this, but I don't feel like it's a reason for a nigga to have that shit stored in his phone. No, it's like shit
1: get hacked every day. Yeah, Mm-mm. you know,
0: motherfucking passwords, phone crashing Mm-mm. and shit, iCloud shit Phones for, get stolen. Yeah, Mm-mm. like it's no reason for that shit to be in your phone for real. Nigga's nah. petty. <laughs> we got time for that? So crop your face out your shit. Like, don't ever send a new picture with like the identity of yourself in it, like meaning like if you know you got that tattoo of, you know, class of two thousand and two <laughs> on your back, don't take no ass picture and leave that in there. Like you gotta blur that shit out or something. Dude, you gotta do something to make sure that you protect yourself from the fuck shit that these niggas with these camera phones is doing because it's petty shit happening every day.
1: It's, I personally don't understand videotaping and recording, but you know,
0: hey. Because you want to see if your stroke is trash, or you want to see if you want to see what it look like. People don't understand that sex is an ugly act. It's not like. Is that why, or dudes just on some voyeur? When food. you when you watching porn, the shit do look a little bit better than it do when you doing it.
1: But they trying to do that. There's a whole bunch of motherfuckers in yeah. the room teaching them and showing them do it's this. thing. man. It's, it's broken up in acts that ain't like just, yeah. I don't
0: know. Like, you ain't...
1: Do they not realize that? that? That shit is not... I
0: don't know. I mean, it's a production crew, Yeah, so I'm pretty right. sure if, you know, you done pulled her head with your hands behind her head and shit, and she done gagged and she coughing and spit flying out of her mouth, they done cut that shit out the movie. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? They done cut the desirable shit you know... Or the undesirable shit out the movie. So you're not seeing the process of it. you just seeing the finishing, you know... The tough, cleaned the up. The cleaned up shit. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing, you know... Motherfucker, like, going crazy and she fucked around and farted or some shit. You're not seeing none of that. You know, so... Your, your expectation of sex can't be porn because this is still, like, acting. This is entertainment. Exactly. That's their job. You know, so... To Nigga. sell up. So this idea story. that like, I can look like this on camera too? Let me see. You know what I'm saying? And then you watch your shit and you like, oh, that shit That may be
1: some, but I think that most guys is just on some freaky shit and just, I don't know. And then when you break up, who keeps trying to revisit an experience?
0: And then it's like, when I think about that, like when y'all break up, do y'all like, let me see you delete it? Oh, let me see you delete it. Shit gets lost. Shit, people right. steal. <laughs> Nigga got extra copy. Like, it's, it's too see, much. I ain't got time. Yeah, it's that... too much shit. Mm-mm. So, I mean, hey, man. If you're going to do that shit, you know, set your parameters with it. You know, because niggas out here is reckless with these camera phones and shit. And these, you know, these girls are starting to see, like, y'all niggas ain't even, like, doing what's necessary for them to send a picture. Like, you know... Let me get a pick, Like, my nigga earned a pick. Exactly. I mean? That let me get a pick shit is whack. You know? Shit. Well, whatever. Episode four. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, is going to continue. We're going to look up at somebody else's titties is going to be on the internet and... You know, we just gotta be more careful. So, um, definitely, if that's gonna be you, make sure your face ain't in it. Um, uh, I ain't really read no books. I I try to keep like a book or two. Um,
1: what well, what music you listening to?
0: Oh, music. We some music yeah, people too. Yeah, um, music. I am listening to. Alina Baraz's new album, which mm. I don't even know what it's called because I was just surprised that it was out. I never really even, you know, looked at the album title. But um, Alina Baraz has always been one of my favorites. She's a... Uh,
1: the color of you.
0: Yeah. She is Um, kind of like an electronic slash alternative Mm-hmm. artist but I'll she's still, an alternative
1: pop yeah
0: category. so she um definitely has you know a lot of flavors and the vibe of the album to me is like extremely dope you can still go back to the very first album um the new black thought with Knife wonder is like fire really to me. i
1: haven't listened to anything
0: yet i'm still on um, yeah like everybody's putting out these six and seven song eps so Mm -hmm. it's not like a whole lot to digest but it's still like a healthy serving of dope music so i've been on black thought i'm still on um nipsey Mm hustles victory lap that shit is like the best shit ever yeah and um i kind of like go back and forth between like the side high to prince no dope on sundays um push's album to me is phenomenal and that's about it. I'm looking for some more R&B though. Like there's not no no good R&B at all. Like none.
1: Oh, I haven't been listening to too much um music lately. Only cuz I've been listening to so many podcasts, but I've been listening yeah. to like it's this um this mixtape. On SoundCloud, somebody had posted a link and I listened to it. I really liked it, and he has a, a few mixes that mixes mm-hmm. hip hop and like yeah. um some little old school hip hop R and uh, B, and I really like the vibes. Um, I think it's called Staying Underground. That's the name of the oh, okay. the page on SoundCloud, and so I listened to those playlists. Um, the only people who did I, I was listening to what's their name Jungle Pussy. I like that. I shit. like her, and like I've known about her for some time, but I never really took the time to listen to her. Mm-hmm. And like on Friday, I was just chilling out, and I actually listened to her three Yeah. I almost started with the first one, worked my way to the latest. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this shit right so i've been listening to her um but i do have some people on my list i listen to doja cat i like her so hers she had one that just came out too Mm -hmm. um i can't think of the name of it i could pull it up real quick but doja cat um
0: and your homegirl got some new shit out too um janine with you know the janine yeah
1: janine and the mixtape but i think she just goes by janine Janine, now. yeah um Yeah, Doja Cat's latest one that came out is called Amala or Amala.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so that one. Um, but I've been trying to get more into women um in yeah. music and women in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been um discovering a lot of those. Um I was listening to who was it the other day? She was okay. Um Megan Thee Stallion. I think that's what think her name I is. I I heard a couple songs that I that weren't too bad, so I was listening to her.
0: But it's so many different people and things that we listen to. I even you know like try to like go back and dig up an old school album every now and again too to mm-hmm. see if like the commentary or the you know the lyrics have any relevance to each other Mm -hmm. and it does stray like extremely far away from each other but i think that we still kind of on that same premise of just trying to find out Mm -hmm. like what we feel and where we want to be at and even in song like you know not really knowing if you're gonna you know wake up and still love this motherfucker you laying next (laughs) to like those things are still pretty much consistent but um it's not much r&b the rap has been pretty decent. I can't really yeah. say from, I mean, it depends on what you call rap. We haven't heard too many bad releases. Like
1: You know who else got a, a EP, I think, that just came out, who I like? Ro James.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Smoke. Smoke. And then uh, BJ, the Chicago kid, got an EP out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that I haven't listened to that I got to check out too. So it's a lot of stuff out here and
1: you have to find the music. Like, that's why I don't like when people say like hip hop dead or R and B is this and that, because it's like, you can't just wait on music to come to you and you cannot rely on mainstream radio. You have to really like keep your eyes and ears open. Um, and just like look for it because it's right. out there. It's a ton of like, ton of great shit out there. And I love me so much. Anderson yeah, Pack. Yeah. I remember his show. I loved his his that, show when we went and saw that, that last shit was year. Crazy. Oh my gosh. That shit was so, crazy. He's another artist that I really, you know, love. Yeah, he um, said he's
0: coming around with some new music too. Yeah. So. But yeah, man, that's pretty much it for me in music. Um, if you guys got any uh, CDs or playlists or whatever that y'all checking out definitely shoot those to us because we like suggestions let
1: me know who y'all listening to
0: we gonna definitely post um on our instagrams and you know twitter's about the stuff that we've been checking out um definitely look forward to more content we we definitely are going to stay consistent with our two cents but um my very first show the what the fuck is the name of my show change,
1: uh, your subject. change, change the, the subject what the
0: fuck change the subject change the subject is out um was released friday the very first episode is called the completion of a compliment it does feature um penrose zines it's the murph from flagrant two and why not sports and mtv from poolside chats and he also just started a new segment um called change the channel which um I'm looking forward to that. You know, me and him had a conversation about, you know, the changes that we were going to make, you know, respectively. So, I'm looking forward to that. So, definitely check out those individual shows. But I think it's time for you, (laughs) ma'am, to put some more sauce in this pan
1: (laughs) that we got. So, I'm going to be coming with free fall very, very soon um free fall is pretty much just about growing into your being as a person and we all free fallers out here everybody trying to free fall into that life that you want that you deserve um challenging yourself um to be a better person and that's really all free fall is about i can't really say what the actual format will be because it's going to be you know i'm trying to make it different so um It'll be your typical podcast format in some respects of just dialogue. But I also wanted to um encompass some other things, maybe like spoken word or some scripted type things. But I'm gonna mix it up a little bit and um but it's pretty much just stepping outside of my comfort zone and growing into that person that I, you know, know that I am yeah. determined to
0: be. Cause this free falling and shit that we own together yes. is hard.
1: Free fall. You know, <laughs> growing and stepping out your comfort zone is 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 very much easier said than done.
0: Absolutely.
1: And so free fall is just like, you know, you have to lose all inhibitions and just do it. Fall into that life that you want.
0: Yeah, so, so um, fellas, free fall into them asses when she been over, put your face in it. Uh, free fall free fall into them vaginas you know because y'all not even being you know considerate of the fact that they want foreplay you know free fall your thumb into her butt to see if she likes anal play don't go all the way in just slide it in a little bit Boy. see how she like it um, women if your man wants you to free fall into his ass Try and see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if your man been in over that ass up, then I think you need to reevaluate some things. I'm sorry. I'm,
0: yeah. I'm just trying to assert pleasure and principle into today's relationship, so um unfortunately <laughs> it just gotta be said. Free fall into the masses, okay? And just see what happens. Just like she said, you know, we all got some place. We talking we about free falling into <laughs> your life. You
1: you taking this shit on a whole nother level. I need you to bring it back.
0: <laughs> it's free fall in the place that you wanna be. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we gonna end this show. Thank you for listening to what the fuck is the name of these shows oh my gosh thank you. thank you for tuning in
1: to our two cents I am Mona Lisa that is M-O-H-N-A-L-Y-S-S-A-A I can be found on Instagram Twitter and Facebook we have um, Dergo BJ over here who can't seem to get it together you can also find him and don't forget change the subject go ahead and give him the handles you own one one today <coughs>
0: Oh shit. Okay. I don't know um what she told me to give y'all, but it's gonna be on our Instagram and Twitter. So if you already they change that,
1: the subject, I already got
0: Oh, okay, change the subject is um changed subject C H A N G E D subject on um Facebook and then the subject change on Instagram. So uh follow those. Definitely let me know what y'all think of the show. We're going to be advertising a lot of businesses that we're going to be supporting that are black. We're going to be supporting other shows, um, developing some more ways to express ourselves creatively with our platform. So I'm going to definitely be introducing people to other people with our um, page, the Our Two Cents page and my personal pages. Um, Follow me at Dergo BJ on social media if you're already doing that. And that's Free it. Fall
1: does have a page. Um, ain't nothing really on there yet, but y'all can check that out at the Free Fall Brand on Instagram. That's the only
0: place it's at right now. Okay, so definitely follow her on um Instagram for the Free Fall Brand as well. This is episode four. I'm about to go breathe. I'll catch y'all in two weeks. Peace.
1: When timid and passive have found a home in you. And you have morphed into your own version of the sunken place. Awaiting that moment when you will be awakened. I've, for the most part of my life, considered myself to be laid back. Not making a fuss over trivial annoyances. Never wanting conflict so I stay mute and almost always allowing others to have their way. Because it was just easier. And I had convinced myself that I just really didn't care one day timid and passive cross paths with arrogant and obnoxious then arrogant and tactless then obnoxious and rude then rude and inconsiderate and the ones that really meant no harm but figure well i can just say what i want and do what i want because she won't mind when a cd you put in plays a song the passenger doesn't know and not really vibing to, reaches over and changes it without even considering I wanted to hear it? When he actually speaks out of his mouth because I pay you child support, I can tell you what to do? When she challenges me to say I regret conceiving a child that was unplanned, and when choices that I make for my child are challenged because it wasn't in your favor, when i continue to feel like people see me but don't really see me know me appreciate me understand my whys and why nots never feeling like i had to prove myself to anyone but understanding this shell must be cracked in order for my light to shine through some i've been a hardcore protector of my own light at all costs because people will use you up if you let them. I began to reach inside myself and pull myself up back into my proper place. I can no longer walk this path because the view is soaked in shit and I know there is greater for me. Complacency and practicality is a dull life that I want no parts of. I must now lace up my combat boots, throw on my red lipstick, And figuratively, and if necessary, literally, go to war in defense of this life is mine, and your judgments, opinions, and self righteousness have no place in it. If and when I want your advice on my life, my journey, my state of being, I will ask. Timid and passive are now foe. I speak me into existence, I challenge my own creativity. I put valuable weight into my spiritual. I challenge the challenges. I shut negativity down before it has time to fester. I have replaced the upset stomach and terror at the face of conflict with rage and laughter. And this is all in the name of just trying to be me, authentically. Welcome to Freefall.